Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Something a bit different today. We're taking the best bits of business advice we've been given over the last two years of the podcast and putting them together in special episodes. So this is part one of the best bits of business advice. Enjoy. Best business advice. I think the best piece of advice I've been given over the years is you don't have to answer everything immediately. You can be wrong at the right time and you can be right at the wrong time. Sometimes we, as, as leaders, we feel that when we're right, it's got to be um, implemented now. But I've learned one way or another that sometimes you can be right at the wrong time. And so timing is really important. There's a, a number of projects I've been trying to get off the ground for four years. And now suddenly everything's just falling into place and it was just timing. So that's probably the best advice. I would have to say that, and again, this applies very much in in a in a retail context. And I found throughout my working life, I, I found more and more. Perhaps um, we're all told to look at the data and so on and so forth, and and, and uh, insights from the data. And yes, we very much need to to use that data driven insights and so on and so forth and analytics. Yes, there's always always a place for, for that. Ultimately, I would I would suggest trust your instincts. Trust your instinct because usually on the one hand, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. And on the other hand, if it, if it feels, yeah, this is the right thing to be doing, you know, for whatever reason, whether it be for your business, for your customers, for the planet, perhaps, you know, if it feels like it's the right thing, then usually it, it uh, it is. So trust your instinct, I would say. The best bit of business advice I've ever been given, and I've said it a couple, I've said it numerous times on, on, on this podcast, is about the importance of empowering people closest to the problem. I, I would echo that and I've echoed that in, um, and used that in every organisation I've worked. On the back of that, treat your colleagues with respect. I think that's the way you take people on these sort of change journeys and the challenging times that we're facing. So I think uh, absolutely links back to the way we as leaders interact with our, with our teams. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is from a vice president of manufacturing to whom I reported. He said to me, if I have structured your work in a way that you cannot get it complete, in your daily tasks, then we need to talk about that so that I can fit the right amount of work into the time that you are here. Because if I don't, then I create an environment that you are set up to fail. And that is my fault, not yours. It was, it's just go for it. Um, you know, there's, there's always a reason not to do something. Um, when I look back to the day that I incorporated or do on company's house here in the UK and registers it as a business. Um, my wife was eight weeks pregnant and we picked up a dog 14 weeks before that. Um, so, you know, some people would say I'm absolutely mad. I, I would say it brought me the biggest focus of my, my life because, you know, all of a sudden all that, that new parents and, and responsibility was, was hitting on the shoulders. Um, and here I am. Um, uh, well, we're 22, 23 months old now. Business, the team is 15 people. Revenue should have kicked in a few months ago. Didn't quite because of COVID-19, but it will be in a few months' time. You know, we've been literally around the world, you know, during that time. And, and don't get me wrong, it's, there's been challenges. It's been stressful. There's been lots of sleepless nights, but I wouldn't change anything for it. And if, if Greg hadn't phoned me that day and said, I think you should go for it, and I said yes, 
then um, I guess I'd still be um, it maybe even start still working for him, um, wondering what if and and don't don't ever allow what if to to stop you. I'd say it wasn't given to me personally, but John Maxwell talks about how everything rises and falls on leadership. And so being able to pay special attention to bringing in people who have good qualities there, um, but also people who can cultivate other people and then being able to build that into the Byte Ninja platform is just something that's uh, extra special out of that. But it's definitely held true. I would say it's uh, it's move fast, change before you have to. Um you know, the, the family business is all about tradition and doing things the way they've always been done. And that may have been fine before, but in 2021, um, I'm afraid that that may not be able to be good enough to keep your business open. You got to adapt with technology and try to be more efficient. Wow, that's a big question and, and been given a lot because I've needed a lot of advice <laughs> over, <laughs> over, over the years. But, um, you know, I, I think maybe it's just sort of what's developed my mindset around this, this notion of, of relevance and resilience, you know, and, and, and just, uh, not, just not fearing change. Right. So understanding the opportunities that those create for the right reasons. Uh, so I I think, you know, embracing change or I guess my mantra is sort of, uh, you know, the only constant, the only thing that's constant is change. Uh, so have recognizing that and, and not fearing it, but right, you know, seeing the opportunities that that can create for, for your business, for yourself personally, um, to, you know, I think it just makes everything a lot more fulfilling, but, uh, it's not easy. And, and especially when you have, you know, you've had an organization or you have an organization that's been very successful, rec- you know, recognizing that need to change is, is, can be, uh, could be pretty, uh, intimidating. But, uh, for me, I think embracing it and create and, and, taking it for the opportunities it, uh, it can create, I think is a, is a big lesson. Know your customers so obsessively that you know them better than yourself because only when you know your customer so obsessively will you ever be able to predict their current and future needs and deliver what they expect from you as a brand. Research. Understand who you're speaking to and be relevant and uh, the best bit of advice I have is never go into a meeting unless you've had a look at the news feed of that company I remember uh, once I went into into a meeting and made you know had my presentation and it was based on out-of-date information uh, that they'd been acquired by someone else and uh, I, I was curtly told well the guys who were in here before actually understood where we are now that not a year and a half ago so thank you but no thank is to understand what the company is going through uh, that's more important than trying to peddle your greatest and best technology that will come we have the greatest and best technology that, that i'm assured but i think that advice really something that i've taken to my core um, the best bit of advice I was ever given was actually if, if you're sure it's the right idea, act now, do it. You know, the, the worst that can happen is it doesn't work and you try something else. But if you think you've got the, the right approach, act on it and then see what happens. Oh, well, that's a really good question. Probably I'd say keep keep the faith. Um, you know, I think running, running a, a business, you know, particularly a business I set up from scratch, um, you know, it's, it can be a roller coaster. 
and so many ups and downs and obviously things like COVID coming coming from left field as well uh, is you know keep, keep keep the faith keep keep focused on your your vision to to um, help customers and and why why you set up the business so for me that's helping business helping small businesses to make make and save more money using data so yeah keep keep the faith that's probably the best advice I've had I would always say openness and transparency um you know I think too much organizations people and staff try and do what's right for their boss rather than what's right for the organization um and uh I'm certainly a big believer in that sort of open uh culture um so openness I think is probably the answer to that you know um never being afraid to speak up um try you know no idea is a bad idea um yeah. i think is uh and certainly in a technology organization that that is really important learn to listen better dulce that's it just give it a go um just just give it a go just just try just try things um failure is great um at finder we have we have one of our one of our many many philosophies is that if it's 70 percent right that's more than good enough don't wait for something to be 100 percent. just give it a go and learn from what you experience whether that's um raising money launching a new business hiring a team member launching a new product feature just give it a go if it's 70 percent right then that's more than good enough but just give it a go life is far too short if, if, if nothing that the past 15 16 17 months have taught us just give it a go it's not it's not the sexiest piece of advice but i have to say one thing that i've learned working in startups is that cash is king and this applies to definitely to my startup, but also to any startup and any company. Uh, managers and leaders will be concerned about cash for reasons that you know they have to they have to make uh, salary payments. They have to make sure that the business is sustainable, and I think that is a very important consideration when you are talking to other businesses to under when you're when you're negotiating or when you're trying to set up a partnership. That is going to be something that they they'll always be thinking about. Um, it's it's a very real consideration, no matter if you're a very small team like us of six or a larger like multinational of sixty thousand. I, I would say remember that cash is king, and that that really really matters. Well, I, I think I've been given lots along the way, and I've also uh, through working with lots of different organisations learned a lot. But I think the um, one for me. Uh, that's really stuck in my mind for for the last couple of years is as uh, a guy called George Menakakis who I've met here in Canada and he's written a few books and the last but one book he wrote was I think it was a great great transition or something and he wrote it about I think a uh, was it three or four years ago I think and sneaked into one of the chapters and. Uh, you know, he, he sort of sort of shrugged his shoulders when I t- talked to him about you know said lots of other things was this statement and it really it was like a gleaming light and it said uh, for those companies who keep particularly retail keep saying well what's what's Amazon doing what's what Amazon doing we need to do more of what Amazon's doing or you know latterly it might even be you know if you're south of board what Target are doing or even what Mar- Walmart might be doing but he said. 
competitors are not the enemy. The, the inability to create trends is. And I think that this is a really powerful, profound statement. It's almost up there with, in my mind, with some of the things that Deming came out with in the sense of if we can't understand our purpose and take our customers on a journey where we're actually getting ourselves into some kind of blue ocean situation, then of course we're going to be obsessed with what the competitor's doing because we're just following. And as a result of following, we'll have lower margins. We'll be on the, on the periphery of things. We'll have no loyalty. And, you know, in terms of forward development path, we just wait for somebody else to do something. Then we'll study that, reverse engineer it, and try and do it in, in our store network, whatever, you know, format we're in. So I think that's a really – for anybody um, <clears throat> listening to this part of the uh, the podcast, I think I, I'd just challenge them and just say, you know, are you setting trends in your business for your customers? Are you taking them on a journey? Or are you just watching – if you're a retailer, are you just watching Amazon? What are they up to? Are they doing drones? You know, uh, Airship warehouses, oh, better do some of that. No, stop following everybody else. Know your stuff and get in front of your customers. I always find those those questions really difficult because there's tons of stuff that have been really useful. For, but for me, I think is about being yourself, about being you. I think as as a leader, the more the more you are present, the more you are yourselves, the more impact you're going to have. So I think, yeah, I, I certainly spent my early years trying to be someone I wasn't, and that just takes energy. Whereas when you start to to be yourself and, and play to your strengths, and suddenly you know, you realise actually you can't be brilliant at everything. If you you outsource the stuff that you can't do to other people who are good at it, uh, and do the stuff that you're good at. And, and as soon as you start playing to strengths and start being yourself, that's when it really happens. And being really clear about linking what you do to your your real purpose. So I was talking about understanding who you are, why you do what you do, what you do and how you do it. So I think that, that would be the biggest, biggest learning for me.